everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 151. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Avalon Cosplay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who let her in? Does she have her papers? Hey, Pez. Huh? But I got fixed and everything. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, no, I will not be turning around for you, sir. Well, since... uh... And you just missed the papers, please reference. Thank you. (laughs) Well, since she is fixed, uh, Mako-chan, she is your responsibility. You'll have to feed her and take her out three times a day. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No. I've got enough issues with uh, the ones I already have. Fine, I'll learn to do it myself. But, Mako, your mom is already paper-trained. Ouch! (laughs) Ouch! Wow. Ouch. I am a terrible, terrible person. Yeah, but we already knew that. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, we are live tonight. Week of February 11, 2014. Tuesdays at 9.30. Replays Thursdays at 1 Eastern on the Vogue Network. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, and Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. Chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is a link that will bring you in. And that will bring you right on over. Now let me go ahead and bring things into activation. Dynathermalox or go. Unaval. And I gotta know, what the fuck has been going on this entire week? I mean, really. What, you mean with the uh, <clears throat> preparation for KatsuCon? Yes, everything. It's like, it's sort of like you're, you're doing Tetris, and next thing you know, you miss one piece, everything just goes to shit. Yep. I, I I don't know anymore. I truly, truly don't. Yeah, I think this week has been a mixture of if you combined Tetris with Minesweeper on hard, and if you hit a mine, one of your family members was instantly off. So that's yes. how it feels. Nah, this is what happens when a convention takes place during a full moon. Yeah, what, crazy come out. Giant Ozaru and uh, wrecks the place. No, everybody goes fucking crazy. Yup. Because eh. congratulations, the 15th is a full moon. And? And you're going to deal with more crazy than you normally would. Bullshit. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot It cannot be all that bad. So. Don't jinx it. Too late. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Everybody's... I'll, I'll get into this in a second. Let's go ahead and just start... And just kick things off here. Um. Uh, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? 
Sounds like you forgot my name there for a second. <laughs> Everything is just... I'm getting messages from people left and right about shit. I'm like, I can only help you one at a time. <laughs> Take a number of line forms to the right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's mostly been work. I managed to get off the days for the convention, but it wasn't easy. And, uh... While I was going around, you know, doing whatever I had to do, I was looking around for the, uh... These Oreos that are filled with cookie dough. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Which, the first thing I thought of was, Yo, dog, I heard you like cookies. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what the plan was, you just, uh, get some, you know, ready-made cookie dough, and, like, wrap, wrap them up in the pre-made cookie dough and make, you know, these, uh, infinite incursion of cookies. I was giving them a mock for the help her get better from her operations, but uh, I haven't been able to find them yet. That would be epic. Well, I told you where to go to get them. So. Yeah, Target. Yep. I was busy uh, putzing around Walmart. Eh, we all make mistakes. It's perfectly okay. Hey, that's the only place I can go to this and charge me an arm and a leg for my medication. Point. It's okay. That's why I said it's okay. I'm definitely not one of those people of Walmart yo know, things that someone gets a candid photo of like they're dragging their kids behind them on leashes or uh, their gut is hanging down to their knees and is out of their shirts you know their entire their entire wardrobe is America themed you know stuff like that mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's how things have been going for me they could be going better baby steps my friend baby steps also, I saw the Lego movie this weekend. How was it? It was fun, but on the way back, my friend and I were discussing what we had seen about it, and we decided to look, you know, beyond just what we saw. The Lego world was fucking dark. <laughs> and the uh, implications behind it, you know, what makes the world what it was, that was even worse. Now, have you guys seen the movie yet? I haven't. No. I did. Yeah. I, I want to. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but somebody in that movie has very deep-seated issues. Everybody yep. has deep-seated issues. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to spoil it for anyone else who didn't see it and wants to, so. So, yeah, that was my week. Wonderful. Okay, let me pull this back up. Good. Stay right where you are. Behave, Winamp. Good boy. Anywho. Mako, how was your week and how was your day? My week was filled with, uh, you know, basically just meds and sleeping and watching Olympics and then going to the movies and finding out that I can eat whatever the hell I want to again. Should I play Hallelujah for you? No. And then I got my 3DS, so the last couple of days it's uh, just been basically me sitting in bed, watching the Olympics, and playing video games, and getting nothing else done. <laughs> and staring at Johnny Weir? No. Good. Although his outfits have been very, very fabulous... He's uh, basically saying, fuck you to Russia. 
He's not competing, he's just doing commentary, but he's basically giving a big fuck you to Russia. Mm -hmm. A lot so, of people have been doing that. Yeah, but, like, Russia's whole thing is, like, don't, like, obviously be gay. And so the, outfit, the outfit he was in today, oh my god, very, very fabulous. Bright <laughs> pink. Fabulous! Yeah, bright pink and just, like, out there. It was wonderful. But yeah, that's about it. I've been playing Pokemon and uh, Animal Crossing. Have you gotten the uh, Pokemon Bank yet? Yeah, I downloaded it. Not that it's helping me at all, because I don't have the other games that go with it. I'm still working on carrying over all my sh shit to the uh, my copy of X. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just um, trying to find my old system, because I haven't seen my DS since I moved over a year ago. And I kind of want my Action Replay Max off of it to see what I can use of it to cheat with. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't think they had a cheat device for the 3DS. The 3DS uses the DS's Action Replay Max. Oh, okay. So if I can't find it, I will be buying another one because I don't do well um, in leveling in Pokemon. Well, actually, you shouldn't have that problem because leveling is so much easier. I mean, within like two hours of me playing, my Pokemon were up to level 10. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm leveling up and like the first, the first gym battle gives you the experience share. But at the same time, I hate leveling in any of these games. But the grinding is a lot easier, though. It doesn't matter. I hate leveling. Oh. I don't like leveling in um, Final Fantasy. I don't like leveling in Pokemon. I don't like leveling. I don't like grinding. So I would rather be able to go through and level quickly just to be able to get through the story, because that's the only reason why I play any of these games. The other thing is, the only other thing that I turn on with cheating is the money so that I can buy as many Pokeballs as I want so I can catch everything that I want. Which now I'm limited because I can't. But those are the only things I cheat with. And when you're playing through here and actually battling, which I don't do, I don't battle other people anyway, those are turned off anyway, so it doesn't matter. Fair enough. I just want my easy levels. <laughs> what? And um, a friend was nice enough last night to give me a ditto, so all I need now is an Eevee, and... I can get you an Eevee. I need an Eevee, so then I can do... Once I get to the breeder, I can breed my... Uh, Evolutions. She wants her Eevee Sentai team. That's all. That's what I normally use. All of my games. That's all I use is Eevees. Evolution Sentai. Eevee Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I want. I want my Eevees. I can get you an Eevee. Awesome. You just made Makuchan's day. Yes, I need an EB. Oh, Hockey Comet wants to know, what Olympic events have drawn your viewing interests? 
Um, I really like the snowboarding. Hmm. Um, only because it's usually they're actually doing something. Oh, okay. And I like speed skating because usually they're falling all over the place. And that's always fun to watch. Um, Sociopath. <laughs> and I like the uh, figure skating. Hockey doesn't do anything for you? Not really. I, I'm. Yes, it's all like violent and pushing into each other and all of that, but I don't even watch normal hockey. I'm not going to watch it with the Olympics. Hmm. Worth a shot. But yeah, I watch the figure skating and mostly the dancing figure skating, the pairs nice. dancing. Um, but I will watch the regular, uh, the regular stuff just to hope for them to fall. <laughs> I'm really, really bad. And yes, I'm talking about, uh, short track speed skating. When you get six guys on a track and they're all like centimeters close to another. And if one of them screws up, they're all going down like dominoes. It's awesome. Well, as for my week and my day, work has been work, and then I'm sitting at I'm sitting down on the twelfth floor, fucking around on Facebook, and I and it's no surprise the manager, my manager knows that me and the other two techs, with the downtime, we just sit around and dick around because there's nothing to do. So he looks over that um, you're hard. He looks over and is like, "Is anything else left here to do?" He's like, I'm like, no, not really. And he's like, pack your stuff. Why? Bring your machine upstairs. It's time to it's time to bring you to the next level. So I spent like the next hour moving my computer parts and, equip and stuff that I'm going to need, swapping out a monitor and setting up my new desk. So you got promoted. Yeah. Get money, get paid. True that. The only thing that sucks is is that. I can't fall asleep like I used to, but because of how the air conditioning is in there and as much water I've been drinking and keeping entertained, I don't see that really happening. <laughs> and then I spent the weekend, you know, getting together last-minute cosplay stuffs, and I couldn't get the wig for my damn Ronma costume because the wig shop was closed by the time I got there. So I said, you know what? I'm only wearing Ronma for the photo shoot. I'm not worrying about it. Next convention, I wear Ron Mato, which probably be Zankai. I will get the wig. And then I went out and started my preparations for Valentine's, which consists of me going, buying like a bunch of uh, Valentine's Day cards, two bags of chocolate, um, some fruit snacks and stuff. I have to pick up like a dozen to a dozen and a half roses on Thursday and prepare them because I promised four people roses with their cards and stuff, and one is going to be a surprise, so. Aww. She's not, I don't, I think she knows, but at the same time she does it, but, you know. <laughs> and also, I've been kind of getting, kind of getting psyched over my vintage Luigi cosplay for the formal, and then I'm going to find the patches that I bought for him, and I'm like, where are the patches? They're not in the locations I put them, 
So I'm like literally tearing my place inside and out, storing through papers, recycling them, and I'm like, fuck, they're gone. But luckily, uh, my friend Serafita, she is making me replacement patches, so she is awesome. Uh, it's the worst feeling ever when you can't find anything in your own house. Yeah, and the thing is, I bought them back in December. I didn't think they would have gotten up and moved. You know, as soon as you get home, you're going to find them, right? That's probably the case, because my thing is, I'm like, oh, I put them in my cosplay drawer. I checked there. Gone. And I'm like, I know they're in the frickin' envelope, so, you know. So, you know. So, overall, good week, even though a little bit stressful? Yeah, it wasn't that stressful, though, because... Last night when I got home, I, I packed my stuff for the con. Only thing I gotta do now is put in the lab coat and a pair of pants. And thank you, Mako-chan. You're welcome. So now my Dr. Luigi is complete. And on Friday, I'll be walking around handing out uh, chocolate hearts as prescriptions for lovesick people. I'm gonna find one. I'm gonna find you and get one because chocolate. <laughs> okay. I'm a woman, damn it! I need my chocolate. <laughs> mm. I didn't have me my chocolate, you bastard. Yeah, that reminds me. I um, I need to go and get flowers on Friday. I am going, which is probably going to be a pain in the ass. I should probably go on Thursday. I'm going to plead the fifth, Kayla, about you wanting chocolate, okay? <laughs> that was perverted. You should feel bad about that one. But I don't. <laughs> wow. Compared to you who's going out to buy flowers, it's going to be like that scene out of Married with Children where everyone is fighting back and forth and Al shows up with a nugget and some seeds. Yeah, well, I'm not going after roses, so that works. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Kayla, how was your week and how was your day? Oh, Jesus, my week. Um, it's been a mad dash to get everything done, and I'm happy to report that I am finally done with all sewing and all costume construction, except for making a pair of earrings, which I can make in 20 minutes. But other than that, I'm completely done with everything. Mm. And the feeling is so good. And other than that, I've just been doing a lot of baking. That's good. And you know what it is? I'm seeing a lot of people... Starting out like months in advance, getting the cosplays together, and they look up, it's like two, three weeks left. Oh shit. I'm seeing people taking, calling out sick from work, skipping classes to get this done. I mean. I would never do that. No, I, now, if you can get away with it because your grades are good and stuff like that, that's fine. But I just think personally, you shouldn't skip out on work or school to get it done. Now, if you have banked up like banked up days at work then by all means use them because you know how with most places at the end of the year use them or lose them mm-hmm. yeah my day's a little bit I mean my job is a little bit different just because um my boss is so lax but I actually it got to the point where I was so stressed out about the weather getting in the way mm-hmm. and having everything packed and the chance of forgetting something and me having to drive three hours the first like leg of me getting down to DC that actually ralphed two times today and my boss just like um how about you just take tomorrow off because 
I don't need you dying during your shift because of your anxiety. And I was like, oh, okay. That works great. Thank you. Barfing a get out of work free button card. Well, it's Sorry. not like I purposely did it. Yeah. I understand. Like, I was talking to another friend of mine. She, some of her stuff isn't ready. She's, like, pulling all-nighters. I said, should I bring an IV full of caffeine for you? Oh, that's being very considerate of yeah. people like us. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I will I will pack it up and and, and, se- and send it. That's Just what I would stick it in my vein. Yes. Tap you here. Know, you want to know the worst part about it? Like, I'm so looking forward to, I guess, like, the nights of KatsuCon that after the second time I puked, I just, the first thing that came out of my mouth that wasn't solid was, can I start drinking yet as a KatsuCon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me, me and Ari, we're, we're, as soon as I set the meet up with him in Philly, we're doing a food run, and then we're doing a booze run. Nice. I'm going to bring booze from home, but uh, I was also thinking we... Thing I might do some uh, shopping around here because I got a bottom dollar in my town. That's good. And they're they're dirt cheap. I promised a friend of mine we're gonna kill the last of my uh, scotch. I'm bringing the last of that spiritus and I'm bringing a full bottle of something. So, so scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> One of my friends is making me apple pie moonshine. Oh shit! You are that going to be tasty. You're going to be fucked up. Oh, the ball just show up. You smell like apples? Hell yeah, I do. You wanna dance with me? <laughs> Singing right, like trying to sing "Raise This Barn" while completely smashed, and she's gonna start twerking. We're gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" She's gonna go from "Raise This Barn" to "Rape This Barn." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and I thought "Rape," I thought "Racist Barn" was bad. Racist Barn? Oh no! Never mind. It'll probably be that. Oh lordy lord! Hey barn, why are you so racist and shit? <laughs> But yeah, that's been my week in my day. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I'm just picturing that. All right, there is a scene in Fatal Fury, the motion picture, where um, Andy and Mai are at the club. Mai gets up on stage and starts dancing, and Andy's like, no, Mai, you didn't. And he has, like, that failed, deadpan look on his face. Hubba, hubba, <laughs> I'm in the pink today, boy. <laughs> I see I'm that happening. Those games, and I tell you what—if if if something along the lines of from the movie Carrie happens, you best believe I'll be the first one out the door. Not if I lock the doors first. I'm black. I'll find a way out. You best believe. <laughs> Get out through the duck system. I will sacrifice somebody. Damn it. <laughs> probably kneecap me as we're both running. Actually, no. There are probably other people I'd sooner kneecap. Oh, that's. Good. How considerate. I try to be. I try to be. Okay. We have a lot in store tonight, and people have been, like, kind of hyped about what we're going to talk about. So we got that and then some. So we're going to go ahead, take our first break, and we'll be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Okay. I, I have a question for everybody here, and along with the chat room as well. Maybe perhaps I'm losing my mind, but then again, can't really lose something you never had. You ever get those situations where you say something and the other person gets offended by it and you're still scratching trying to figure out what the fuck you said exactly? Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a day-to-day thing for me, actually. Yeah, mm. and it's like, why are you the only one that doesn't understand? So, a couple of things. So, I was... A, a someone I used to talk to on a regular posted an article about the whole minimum wage thing. So I had asked her, what do you think it should be? Because she said, this was is okay, but it should be more. So I asked her, what do you think it should be? She parrots the article as a summary and says, yes, I agree. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm asking you, what do you think it should be? This song and dance happens two more times, so I say, never mind. Then she messages me, and then she's like, $11. I'm like, okay, that's acceptable. That's cool. And then she gets offended because I am being condescending and talking down to her. I'm like, how is saying that that is acceptable condescending to you? Oh, God. I'm sensing some irrational butthurt here. Yeah, I think Irrational butthurt from somebody who's been stuck in retail for so long that their train of thought has just gone to the wayside. Yeah, you should it. see the whack job who thinks people should be quote-unquote paid what they're worth and wants to pay mentally handicapped people $2 an hour. Let's not even go there. Let, let's not. Let's not. Oh, yeah. Let's let's not go there. Yes. All right, so, anywho, for, before we get into every, anything, I, I have one thing I have to play. Anime Jam Session, the podcast has been going around for about five years, at least. Started out with two people, then three, then four, then five. Now we have the normal group. One of the goals I wanted to do was to join forces with Orange Lounge Radio. Now, that didn't happen right away due to other things. And then I get the message, Vogue Network is happening. Do you want to be a part of this? Before I was... Well, that was told to me finish I was like yes where do I sign up yes I'll do it so anywho it took us some time to flip from a podcast uh, podcast from twice a month to a weekly basis I had to shuffle around some equipment get things going learn to start recording stuff on the fly once that happened 
and I felt it was good. Episode 100, we were going to go live. That was last year. We have survived, yes, 52 episodes of live broadcasts, granted with some issues happening here and there, like on the first time we streamed, I broke the stream. (laughs) (laughs) Found out the hard way that the, found out the hard way that the, the streaming software cannot handle kanji. So I'm like, well, fuck, that limits half my music. So as I look back, and I'm looking at the calendar, we went live, I'd say, February 12th, 2013. It is February 11th, 2014. Happy anniversary when we made it one year live on the Vogue Network. We made it a year. Yay. Hooray. Yes, and Active says, happy Vogue anniversary. Why, thank you. Thank you. We will be celebrating the anniversary at CapsuleCon this weekend. You'll find your lovable, huggable podcasters probably drunk off their asses. For me, it's not even a probably. And more than one of us may or may not need a hug. Exactly. (laughs) Not all of us will be there. We'll We'll drink on your behalf. Gee, thanks. Heart. Gee, thanks. Heart. I'm I'll be sure to pissed drink a lot in your this... memory. I'm still pissed I missed this past weekend. So we'll make up a new one, okay? That's not hard to do. I know. And Dungeon Buster pop- chimes in with, Hooray, grats, Animated Jam Session has leveled up. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> the Level live... two. I don't know what we get, but we did. And I don't know how to use those skill points. I might just gamble them away. All right. Now, let, 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 let's get down to business. Now, normally we talk about anime topics and stuff like that and some cosplay stuff. We're going to flip it around this time because some interesting things just happened to pop up on my feed and on my personal Facebook wall. And I'm like, this shit is too good to pass up and we have to talk about it. Now, there's one thing about cosplay that's not really talked about. I think more people should. Cosplay photography. I don't know if you noticed over the last few years, it's like for every three cosplayers, there's like two photographers running around. And maybe one of them is actually good, and the other one either sucks or is still learning, which is okay. And as a cosplay photographer, you're always looking for... I guess, inspiration or ways to push your talents to the next level, what more you can do. I get inspired from almost anything. There I, there have been times where I will just take a picture of someone like, can I borrow, can I do a photo shoot with you right here, 10, 15 minutes tops, and it happens. It, it's that type of inspiration. Sometimes people like to dream big. The New York State Lotto has a, used to, they're saying used to be all you needed was a dollar and a dream. As you can see, there's some some things aren't well. Yeah. Now about about several months ago, there was a Kickstarter for the Wild Places by a local photographer that I've known for about ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years. Now, her goal of the Wild Places was to bring costly photography to the next level. Go out into the out into the wilderness. And do photography. 
Okay. I think that's cool. <coughs> now, I told her if you wanted to come on the podcast, get into a wide audience and talk about it, be my guest. Because we have, in the past, people who have done anime or cosplay-based Kickstarters, which I thought were cool, we brought them on the show to talk about it, and and it's good things. Now, the goal was to bring up, was to make $3,000. They got a total of $26,649. Now, the the perks with this Kickstarter is ranges from behind-the-scenes blog, where you get to see pictures of how it all came to be. There are, you get a postcard signed by the photographer and the cosplayers that went. You get four by six copies of the project, um, an international version. You get three, an eight by ten international version of that, and so on and so forth. Now, if you read the comments, if if you go on the Kickstarter and search the wild places, it'll come up. A lot of people thought this was a great idea, and they contributed. Now, this wrapped up, I'd say, back in April or May or June or whatever, and it kind of fell onto deaf ears. Nobody heard shit from the photographer, and it's like, I gave all this money. Where are, where, where where's my, where's my, my, my stuff? Now... I totally forgotten about this until it popped up to someone made a mention about it. Evidently, enough cosplayers got got loud enough to the point where the photographer made an appearance and started sending out the um the pledges and the gifts and stuff like that. Mind you, the estimated delivery of this stuff was supposed to be early as April of 2013. Stuff started going out five days ago. And everyone says it's a scam and this and that. And Cosplay's talking about finding this photographer at her booth at Katsukon and like, where's my swag or give me my money back? Now I said, $26,000, huh? I don't know about y'all, but somebody's rent's paid for a year. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, there was, someone had made a post on here that there was a complete and total breakdown of costs, flights, and stuff like that. Evidently, this whole Kickstarter, they made enough money that they paid the, um, the cosplayers their fees and flights and all that to be here and this and that. And I'm like, well, maybe they should have paid their own way if they want to be a part of this. I mean, like, you volunteered, you know? Yeah, I mean, the word volunteer doesn't mean that you're going to get something out of it. You volunteer to do something, like, out of your own time and your own money. Mm. You don't expect anything back, except the satisfaction. Mako, Ari, your your thoughts on this? Well, considering I've given to other Kickstarters, um... I mean, you you really can't tell what 
they're going to do until it's finally over. But somebody like this, where they're a cosplay photographer and they go to the conventions, it's not like you can hide from people, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody's always going to be there, up your ass, trying to get what you promised them. Um, But at the same time... As long as she's still, as long as this person is still updating everybody on what's going on, Mm -hmm. there's nothing really that can be done. Even if all she's doing is saying, oh yeah, I've done this, and she's not done it. You know, it's as shitty as it is, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, she's doing the requirements that are needed to basically not have Kickstarter uh, refund all the money. Well, Kickstarter was saying, well, it's kind of out of our hands. You have to deal directly with the person. Well, there can be any sort of, uh, you know, snags in the the development of this. I mean, I've, like Mako, I've given it a bunch of uh, Kickstarters that I thought were good. And and I've understood, like the, uh, like the Catan shell game, for the uh, game that I, I had to wait a while for that, but you know they had some problems with pr- with producing it and getting all the materials mm-hmm. together. I, I was understandable yeah. with that. I mean, as long as there are updates, I've given the two Kickstarters. One was for a flask that looks like the classic any eight bit NES cartridge, and the second one was for the Bubblegum Crisis Blu-ray. So at least <laughs> they've been frequent with the updates. Now this photographer. She's a professional fashion photographer who has done work with The Times, Flaunt Magazine, Time Out New York, etc., etc., etc. You'd expect her to behave in a professional capacity. Well, given that, as far as I've known her, I'm not surprised at this at all. I'm shocked, but not surprised. And then, things get a little deeper. Evidently, she used to run photo booths at various conventions. And they would take pictures, but the pictures would never go online. Uh, and it's like, it may take me a while to get photos up, but they get up online for people to see. So what's your... It's, it's like every single person rescinded their permission to put them up. Exactly. Right? They, no, they just want to know when they were going up. And and what happens now, some photo- cosplay photographers get into this mindset of, well, if you're not so-and-so, I'm not going to take pictures of you. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, and, and I recently found out that this photographer is does not take pictures of people of color. What? Yeah. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm not. Like again, I'm I'm shocked that I'm hearing this, but on the same token, I'm not surprised. I really am not. The nervous. Why Why doesn't she take pictures of a? Of non-white people, and don't just say the uh, run-of-the-mill racism. It's got to be deeper than that. I don't know, but she's a special case. So, but as for, like I said, for an update, she started sending out like the stuff for the backers, and and like, I, and I'm, and I'm going to repeat here. I say that I'm going to repeat in a few minutes on the next article. The sad part is, after all has been said and done, nothing's really going to change. No one is. After calling her, it's like, well, 
she will still get the people to do her to get do photography with so on and so forth. Me, I just don't care. I will take pictures. If I'm inspired by what I see, I'll ask you for a photo shoot. Done and done. So. Now, the segue in, um, and this popped up a few days later. Now, I'm going to open up this, this now, there's another cosplay, uh, cosplay photographer who goes by the name of Ash B. And now, I've said this. If I've never heard of you, you're obviously not that important. I, I don't mean that as a bad thing, but it's like, I have other things to deal with when it comes to the convention and the con scenes. So, knowing who you are is at the bottom of my list because I don't look at you like that. There are more important things to worry about than who specifically is going to take your picture. Yes. Now, she made this Tumblr post, which I always believe that when you blog, you should be tactful in what you say. If you're not sure what you're going to say, have somebody else over read your blog post and then put it up. Now, it's called Diversity in My Cosplay Photography. <laughs> She talks about how she tr- how she takes pictures of various cosplayers and so forth. And she says this. Racism within cosplay is something we've all witnessed, if not directly. Then a secondhand as a bystander, either in person or on the internet. I have already voiced my stance here, and I believe everyone should cosplay whomever they choose. Costumes are meant to be celebrated by anyone. Now... Let's see where I can find this. She pretty much says, if you want to cosplay a black uh, character, go for it. It doesn't matter. Now, it was all good until um, she says uh, something along this line. I photograph costumes that interest and inspire me as well as people who approach me for hire. However, if you look through my body of work, you may or may not notice there aren't many cosplayers that look like me within my gallery. Does this mean I'm a racist? No, it does not. I create photos when I am hired to and when I'm generally inspired to. It is a mystery that black and other races of cosplayers are minorities amongst the white majority. There are definitely are cosplayers of color that I have photographed. However, those are most times when people have sought me out and not the other way around. I go through cosplayers' pages all the time looking for costumes and cosplayers that interest or inspire me to create. I have noticed that there just as m- that there just aren't as many cosplayers of color who create costumes that interest me. So a little passive aggression in there with the racism sounds like Yes. There are definitely are some, but not many. I don't know why that is. I invite everyone to share with me anyone who's creating who's creating interesting and impressive work. Now, first things first, if you are a cosplay photographer, if cosplayers do not seek you out for pictures, seek out cosplayers. It's a two-way street. How else are you going to get your name out there, huh? Secondly, who are you? to say that, that black cosplayers do not inspire you. 
I'm sorry. You make it sound like we run around at cons in potato sacks, okay? And I don't mean to nitpick, but her, the cost, her, her, it's Ashby Photography. Her, her title, her header page is All People Not of Color. And to be perfectly honest, I think the photography in each of the shots suck. Except for two of them, which shows cleavage, but because it's cleavage, evidently cleavage sells. Whatever. My thing is this. Who, how do you get off saying some whacked out shit like that? If you're not... Don't... You know... It, she, she thinks she can do no wrong. Exactly. And then... Mrs. Um, mm, go on. Could I maybe... Uh, go my opinion here? Go right ahead. The floor is yours, Kayla. Okay, just waiting to see you're done talking. Mm-hmm. Um... Here's my opinion on this whole thing. I don't really know a lot about Ashby, but, I mean, I did get to meet her once. I only really got to say hi, so I didn't really have a conversation with her. And I've heard both good things and bad. I've heard that she's a sweet person from Mm -hmm. some. From other people, I hear that she only takes pictures of popular photographer, I mean, not popular photographer, popular cosplayers to boost her own popularity. Fact of the matter is, I don't know her because I haven't sat down and had a conversation with her. But I think that if she was trying to, like, one, I think maybe she could have kept this to herself. Yes. But at the same time, if she were going to let it out, there would have been such a better way to word it. Because saying that there's not a lot of African-American cosplayers that inspire her, I mean, you can look at it in two different ways. On one hand, you could say that she's trying to keep, like, the characters, like, when it comes to the skin tone and accuracy of the characters, there's kind of, like, that little thing that goes off in a photographer's head going, wow, this is more accurate because of the skin color, therefore these pictures will go further. That's one side. On the other side, there's colored cosplayers that, or colored people who want to cosplay, but can't do it because... The sad thing is, a lot, the majority of cosplayers who are white, they think that they're kind of like pure ones. Mm. Like, that since they're close to every single anime character most out there, that it's kind of like their costume will always be better just because of their (laughs) And while they're more accurate, like, physically, that has nothing to do with, like, I always... My major thing is I always say that when it comes to cosplaying, your love of a character is your strongest accessory. Exactly. If you can flaunt that, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. As long as yeah, you pull off the personality of the character, that's it, you know? Yeah, but back to Ashby, like, mm-hmm. I think she could have handled it a little bit better. Yes. I'm not going to like pass judgment on her and like come out and call her a bitch and say like she's got a lot of nerve just because like she like people read into things differently, but... It's still kind of, like, when I first initially read it, it did come off as really, really douchey. Mm-hmm. But. That's just my opinion. And, and you agree? I mean, we were talking about this previously. Now, I guess from my point of view, because I guess it's no surprise that I am black, what she said was more of a slap in the face. Yeah. And I'm like... And- 
and I, and I really was more or less offended by that. And I said, I will round up a bunch of black cosplayers and bring them right in front of her. We'll stand there and smile so that she will see us. And if she still can't see us, I don't know what to tell you. I, I really don't. Yeah. Well, uh, being in the cosplay world for, I mean, I haven't been in as long, I haven't been in the convention circuit as long as you. I've only been doing this for about three, going on three years now. Yes. What I learned is you think cosplayers are cutthroat. Photographers are ten times worse. They I don't are. Know, the, the handful of uh, cu- uh, photographers I know are kind of decent. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I've met a bunch and they always kind of, the ones that I'm very good friends with a lot of like, like amazing photographers. Cosmo photography being like Nikita. She's absolutely she's an angel. I absolutely yeah. adore her. But when it comes to other uh, photographers that I've met, they kind of come off as just they do talk a lot of shit behind each other's backs, and they do kind of like have this contest that they think is unaware to all the other photographers of who's the better one. Granted. Cosplayers do that, but photographers, it just seems like 10, like from what I've heard and witnessed, it seems like 10 times more cutthroat to me. But I mean, I guess it's because I've met, I've met and worked with probably, wow, um, over 40 photographers. So I've been exposed to a lot of dirt and shade being thrown around and it's kind of ridiculous. Yes, it, it really is. And everybody just, just just launched an attack on her, and she just kept saying the same song and dance over and over. She's like, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't see it. I actually went as far as calling her a self-hating Negro, because that's, that's how she was coming off. But then, when I, when I was coming back from my travels on Sunday, I get it. I'm told by some people that she apologized. I read her apology. She pretty much rewrote her blog post as an apology and said she still doesn't understand what she did wrong. So I stopped calling her. I stopped calling her a self-hating Negro. I just called her just an ignorant Negro because that's what she is. She's being very ignorant. People are telling you what you're doing is wrong, what you're saying is wrong, and you're not acknowledging that. My thing is this. You fuck up. Own up to it. If people are pointing it out to you plain as day own up to it and move on and then she came onto my personal Facebook and got a little upset over what I said and I said I don't know why you're getting upset I actually said the same thing I just worded it different same thing but I t- and I actually gave her the option to come onto the podcast to talk about it and air it out her answer I will not accept nor decline at this time So she pleads the fifth, no comment. Yes. She did what the Republicans do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking through her photos now. Mm-hmm. Um, when the cat actually allows me to. Yeah. Um. It, it's basically the same shot over and over, just with different people. It's the same positioning, the same. It's just, it's boring. It's, I'm going through this and it's, it's really boring. It's the same Mm -hmm. positioning for every model that's on here. It's, 
the same, all right, we're going to have her in the front and then everything is going to be blurry or we're going to like blur out some things here so that like one specific thing stands out. And I get that that's photography. I've taken the classes and all of that, but there's very, very little excitement in any of these photos. Mm -hmm. And then in some of them, the, she goes on to like do filters and things like that, but there are things that aren't fixed that would be very easy for her to fix so that it's not, you know, um, embarrassing to the cosplayer. Cause there's some stuff in here that I'm looking at and it's like, all right, well that's almost a panty shot. And yeah, let's keep the nipples in here. We don't need to, you know, like soften them or anything like that. Yeah. It's cold outside. Let's keep them in. Um, it's just that kind of stuff. If you, you, you don't need that in the photos. There's a lot that could be done to soften those things so that it, that's not the first thing that you see in the picture. Because I'm going through some of these, and even the ones with the guys, the first thing that I'm seeing when I look at this thing is, okay, it was cold. And all of the filters that she's using are basically the same filters, too. It's okay, we're going to make this lighter, and we're going to make this darker, but we're not going to really do anything to significantly make any of these exciting. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm not going to knock entirely on her style, just because, well, on her style of editing, at least. Um, when it, Because, I mean... There are certain photographers that use the same filters and it kind of like helps develop like their style. Like if you took three photos of three different photographers that I knew and you'd be like, oh, who did this? Like you can tell by the lighting that they use. Um, if there's any extra makeup because I know that some photographers also kind of like get in there and help a cosplayer with their makeup. Just who did A, B, and C. But um, as for posing, it's just, it seems kind of one noted to me. But also, it might not be entirely be the photographer's fault because I think what people don't realize, and um, I'm actually going to have a panel at a, a convention in the future uh, based on just cosplayers and photographers interacting. The one, one of the biggest key points that you need to remember is that it is not the photographer's responsibility on their own to come up with poses, to come up with settings to shoot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that could have been entirely left up to um, to the photographer. Like, there's some people that um, I've known that they're, like, they are well-known for their cosplays. And they don't really put setting or set dressing into mine. And they're just like, oh, is this clear of people? Okay, let's shoot here. And then they just kind of move on to the next shoot. Like, if you want, like, an amazing shoot, your face has to capture the emotion. You have to have the same mannerisms. You have to be shot in a place that's like canon with the video game setting or mm -hmm. the whatever. And it, it really just varies person to person in what's available. So it might not be entirely her fault, but I mean, maybe she should at least tell like her models to maybe emote a little bit more. And that would have just like kind of up there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, her settings are usually really 
decent. Um, she's got a lot of urban settings. She's got a lot of nature settings. But at the same time, when you're in front of the camera, you don't necessarily know what you're looking at. Um, and unless there's a light source, you don't necessarily know where the light is. That's the photographer's job. The The model has some... Um, I, I guess some ability to be able to... Like, to need to do that. But at the same time, if the photographer is just standing there and not doing anything except taking pictures, then that's also wrong. Photographer yeah. needs to basically speak up and say, "Hi, um, yeah, put your arm this way, and like maybe put your leg this way and turn your face up, because they're the one that's seeing the model in the light." Yeah. So without actually saying, "Hey, you know, if you do it this way, I'll get a better. Uh, it, you're in the light, and it'll look better." Um. Like, that is part of the photographer's thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do remember that there was this one, um, and I'm going to, I guess I'm going to name drop here. Go There's this it. one uh, photographer that I'm, I've worked with once, and he actually came up to me and asked me to shoot. Um, and I'm going to be working with him at Katsukon two more times. Um, he goes by the name M9 Cosplay. His name is Marcus. And when I was working with him, he found an area for us to shoot in that looked like it would be good. He shot um, my poison from Final Fight cosplay. And he, we we found some place in uh, the Baltimore Convention Center that was perfect, kind of like a rocky background. He set up all these lights around him and just kind of like, he adjust, He took the time to adjust them. And every, like there would be a two minute break in between different photos. He'd be lifting my chin up a little bit. He'd come in and be like, may I? And I'd like, watch as he just kind of like lift my elbow a little bit or lift my chin or tilt down my head or fix my hat or fix my wig or adjust like something in my costume turn my foot one way just to make sure that he created like the perfect pose and when a photographer is willing to put in that much effort like I got the photos back and I wanted to cry they were absolutely beautiful so someone who's that just um into their art and making things that are that I don't want to use the word flawless, but fuck it, I'm going to use the word flawless. Like, to do stuff like that, it's just, it's amazing the amount of dedication that they have. And it's really, it makes you respect cosplay photographers and the amount of work that they put in. Like, really good ones. And I can respect that. Because I'm still building my trade. I still do it as a hobby, but I do t try to do things a little bit better. So, you know, baby steps for me. I've been in a grand total of two photo shoots, so I can't really say a whole lot. But the ones I've been in, they've actually, you know, know what they do. I've actually put in some, you know, input on what, what, what I would want to be. You know, what, like what's what kind of setting would fit the character, what kind of poses they would do. You know, stuff from the games and whatnot. Like I said, I only did two of them so far, so. But it's still, I'm, it's I'm like a. I'm not getting any more photogenic. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Fat sack of crap. No one wants to take pictures of me. <laughs> oh, don't say I mean, the, and I think that's part of it. The models in here are 
real like the costumes are flawless for the most part. The models, ninety percent of them are skinny, big boobed. I think there's maybe one or two in here that might be overweight, but at the same time, it's like the pictures of them aren't full body pictures. She really like zoomed in so that you're not seeing that part of it. Um, but uh, like I- I'm I'm going through these and I should get Ron Ladell to do a photo shoot of me. He'd make me look good. I'd try. Soul crash. He goes by the handle. Oh him? Yeah 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 yeah. It's like I'm I'm going through these and like there's one that's um, Tinkerbell, and the background that she uses completely washes out the wings, so you only see one wing and then you see part of the shiny thing that's next to the model, which could be done by changing location or even you know filtering out a little bit, um, so that you don't lose that wing and get the details from it. But, I mean, I'm going through most of these, and most of them are like, oh, yeah, look, it's Yaya Han, and oh, yeah, look, this is another famous cosplayer, and oh, yeah, look. I mean, that's what a lot of it is. But if you're in these well-known cosplayers, you've done plenty of shoots before, so you shouldn't be posing the same way as everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and the, the really good cosplayers on here aren't. They're giving original poses, but... Still, some of these cosplayers, it's like, oh, look, yes, I'm going to look at the camera, and here's my weapon, and I'm just going to sit it here. And, like, I, there's no, like, there's no interest for me. Mm-hmm. And I like action shots. And you would think that these people with weapons, you would get some action shots, and it's all... Oh, yeah, look, here's a gun, and I'm going to hold it up to my face and smile. And, oh, yeah, look, I'm just going to point it out. And that's not really action-y. It's just, like, point and shoot and smile. If you're in armor and you've got weapons, I want to see action shots. I don't want to just see pose. Get up there and actually look like you're fighting. When you're going to crouch down, don't just smile and look. Do something that actually makes you look... Like you're paying attention to something? Yes. Like you're moving. You're not just recreating a piece of official fan, official art of the character. Exactly. I mean... Now, I don't do photography for the most part. And that's mainly because I either forget my camera or don't have room for my camera because I'm carrying all of Ranma's stuff. Sorry. But at the, at the same time, like... I've taken the classes, and I know that while still photography, it like that's what you're doing. You're doing still photography. You can have movement in still photography. It's not just sitting there and pointing and smiling. The like everything about that is what makes that picture amazing. And getting something that looks like almost like like sports. You can get stills of sports where there's so much action in that still that you know what was going on. You know what was happening. And I'm not seeing that in these pictures. Mm. And there are some of these pictures where you see that that's almost like what she's trying to do, but she's not, she's not getting it because it's all just still. 
It's like, all right, well, I want you to hold this pose and then I'm going to shoot you. It's like, no, I want you to move closer to me. I want you to like, that's how you get the, the model into the character is you make them start acting like the character. You, you force them to start moving and that's what gives them that emotion into it. Now, Ashby on Sunday, like I said, she apologized. She, this is what she said. As many of you may be aware of, I have made a post recently that has offended and personally hurt many people. As I knew it was a sensitive topic to begin with, I knew that I would be faced with people who, who disagreed and could be upset. I, however, never intended or sought out to have that reaction, especially not to hurt the people I consider my friends. So this is my apology for hurting people, and I hope it is accepted by those who it relates to. My personal opinions, preferences, interests, or inspirations, or anyone else's do not take away from the pride in your own work that should feel or the talent that you know that you possess at all. I want everyone to continue to make the art that they love, and I want to encourage people to share who has inspired them to create. So this evening, I will mark my first weekly Share Sunday. I will share those that I feel have inspired me to create something that I feel deserves recognition for their talent and that I want everyone that I can reach out to to notice. And I would love everyone out there who can see this post to do the same. Now, let me just say one thing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when it comes to this, I guess if you want to see their true colors, the people that she does share, take a look in each at each and every one of them mm-hmm. and make sure that I guess it's like a good tie between just like cosplayers that have like the hundreds of thousands of likes and ones like me who just maybe like have maybe 2,000 or even just a couple hundred because there's tons of people. I have tons of friends that are amazing artists and amazing seamstresses and mm-hmm. because they don't have like the perfect body or this or that or the other thing they're just never going to be as held up as people who have like that sex just works for that sex feel works for. So, right. So we just like, we need to take a look at that and I guess maybe it'll give us a little bit more of a, uh, glimpse into what our true colors are, but yeah. only time will tell. Yes. Cause it just feels like she just rewrote what she said and I'm not, and I'm like, that's not going to fly. Cause on a regular peep, I do get, um, links, to pages and stuff like that that I will share on my Facebook page or on the Anime Jam Session page. It, I mean, maybe because it's me, it takes a lot for me to be inspired, but if I like what I see and I think it's cool and it's awesome, I'm going to share, like, this is cool, this is awesome, check it out. That's the way I look at it. Now, I do know, talking to another cosplay friend, there's going to be a powwow with this chick, me, her, and two other people to kind of pass a peace pipe around and just kind of deal with the issue. Don't know when that's going to happen, but when it does, be the, I'll, y'all will be the first to know. Now, my last question. This came from another cosplay photographer I've known for years. And he asks, he wonders if cosplay photographers get any respect in the cosplay community from all levels of cosplayers and photographers. Now, I never really thought of it like that because to give respect you have to earn respect it's a two way street and I know there are some cosplay photographers who who reputations are good mediocre and then there are some that are like yeah you stay away you stay the fuck away from him or yeah stay the hell away from her so 
quickly, do, do you think that cosplay photographers get, get that, that level of respect? Um, Some of them do, but, you know, like I said, they actually earn their reputation of being, you know, approachable, you know, good at what they do. You know, that's the ones you, uh, you can actually be famous. They can be famous, sorry. Mm -hmm. My brain shat itself there for a second. That's okay, it happens. To all of us. Yeah, I think, um, at the end of the day, when it comes to, like, the amount of fans that you have, the amount of followers that you have, um, it can go to a cosplayer's head or it can go to a photographer's head. I really appreciate the people that no matter how many fans that they have, they stay humble. They, they stay humble and they always remember their roots and their good friends. Like, some people, like, if they get up into, I guess, the elite circle of photographers or cosplayers, they'll want to, like, buddy-buddy around with the more popular ones so that they can kind of form this little... They basically like, form the plastics of the cosplay world, if anyone's watching Mean Girls. Um, they're, they're flammable. I know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I've got a friend who just recently hit 100,000 likes, and I was so fucking proud of her. I mean, if anybody knows K.O. Cosplay, she's one of my closest friends, and, I mean, over the winter I had a friggin' sleepover with her, and we talk every now and then, and we look forward to seeing each other, and I consider her a sister, so... And I'm not even close to the amount of notoriety that she has, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter to her, and to other photographers and cosplayers that are sponsored and everything like that, it doesn't matter to them. But going back to photographers, like, it's true that if you're going to be respected, you need to give respect. There's a lot of cosplayers that they kind of just use photographers as a way to boost their own image because, oh, you can make pretty picture, make pretty picture of me. I can profit off pretty picture and you only get a slight percentage and blah, blah, blah. And there's some people that don't even bother to fucking credit your photographers. Like, mm -hmm. I always manage, like, I always do that. I always make sure that my fans know who I'm working with because they deserve as much notoriety as I do because they put me up on the map in the first place. But there's just there's just some people that use um, photo shoots as points in a contest. And like photographers have no soul. Like I know that I know some people that they only have people around to uh to shoot with them. Mm -hmm. Like they and then other than that they'll just kind of be like yeah you don't exist but if the other person's like hey I have an idea for a shoot they will pounce all over them and then all of a sudden they're best friends yeah. and then you have those cosplayers that look at photographers where they feel that you're not good enough to shoot them to register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com use the passphrase paper and I've yeah. heard of that happening and my thing is this who the fuck are you to say I'm not good enough? You're not all that. Find somebody else. I ain't even worried about you. I want to take your. I just want to do a shoot because I thought your outfit was cool, but not with that nasty attitude of yours. Yeah. Honestly, if they're gonna act out like that, I don't want to be put to have my picture taken by them at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that some people really love their hobbies and they want to make their hobbies a business, but right. I think if you genuinely want to show your love for a uh, for any hobby, be it cosplay, photography, or anything, um, I mean, you should be like you could you should open your doors and be open to working with people 
regardless of their body build or color or anything like that. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If you love your craft and you see people that have put hours and blood, sweat, and tears into their craft, it doesn't matter who that person is or how many fans they should have. Right. Like, take their picture or pose for the camera. Like, at the end of the day, we're, we're all in our fucking 20s. That's what people don't understand. We're a when bunch you of... Go for your, when you go for your real career, years from now, your kids aren't going to care, like, how famous you were for getting in, like, uh, I guess, like, skimpy Mortal Kombat costumes and posing for cameras. They're not going to care. They're going to see whether or not you put bread on the table by working an honest job and doing something that you love and can take you further. So, at the end of the day, no one should really give a shit about, like, how far up on the tier of amazing they are, you know? As I said, we're a bunch of dorks in fancy fabrics uh, tr uh, just trolloping around. That's what we are. And, yeah. Kayla, Morningwood Fairy agrees with your statement about KL Cosplay. Yeah. She's my girl. I love her. All right, I think we we more or less got all of that out of our system. Mako, please take this article by Studio Ghibli, please. Uh, sure. Thank Let me just you. pull it up. <clears throat> da 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 da. Close this out. There we go. Bring that up Everything's next. going slow. Like a turtle. Yeah, something like that. Ninja Turtle? They don't exactly go slow, silly. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Ugh, that's looking like, for me. Like Sanic? Like Sanic. Sanic. Gotta go fast. Alright, so, uh... <clears throat> it seems that, uh... Animation film director Goro Miyazaki, son of... Uh, Hayao Miyazaki... Um, is starting a TV adaptation series on uh, NHK, which will start airing next autumn. The title of the series is Sanzuko no uh, Mus uh, Musume Rona. Uh, it's based on the children's book uh, Ro uh, Ronia the Robber's Daughter, written by a Swedish author, uh, Astrid Lindgren. Close Lindgren. Too many... Less, less names. Um, <laughs> You'll be anyway. fine. Anyway. <laughs> basically, um, yeah, basically he's uh, working on this stuff. Uh, it's not really saying if, like, I'm looking through here, um, just because he's producing this, like, I'm, I'm look. Uh, da, da, da. it's not saying that it's going to be produced by Ghibli. Um, it's just saying that he's working on it. Um, I would assume that because he's – like that's his father's company um, mm -hmm. that it would be produced by them. But it's not really saying that. Um, oh, wait. There it is. Uh, <clears throat> basically, um, he was told that he needs to start accomplishing things past his father. Um yeah, because he's got pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. So a lot of people are basically saying that they're trying to see what the sun can do. And if it's 
just because of who he is and who he grew up with and where he's working and all of that. Um, uh, Ronia the Robber's Daughter is a project that Studio Ghibli has also thought about many times. I'm interested in what Goro Miyazaki can now accomplish away from his father because I'm the one who encouraged him to do that. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, because it's not even he, uh, his father that pulled him in to join the company. Mm. It was his father's long-term friend, uh, Toshi Suzuki, um, who actually pulled him in to see what he could do. Because he didn't, he didn't even start out as um, anything for animation. He worked as a construction consultant, environmental designer, and was engaged in projects like designing parks, green spaces, and landscapes. And one day he was asked to participate in the construction of the Ghibli Museum. And before that, he left his company and started working for uh, Studio Ghibli. So it'll be... It's not his first animated feature, but it'll be nice to see what he does and how he differs from his father and what he's doing. So, yeah. And I think it's been a while since they've done a TV series. Yeah. I think the last few things that uh, Ghibli's put out has been movies. So I, it's been a while since they've done a TV series, I think. And I'm trying to pull did. up this picture. And it's not working for me. Yay! There we go. There's better pictures. Yeah, I mean the art style. The art style is all Ghibli. This isn't the first time they've taken a European cartoon and turned it into an anime. Well, European uh, storybook, turning into an anime. No, a, lo a lot of their stuff is. Uh, a lot of their stuff is based off of books, and not all of them are Japanese. I mean, look at uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. I don't think that's Japanese. I don't remember either. But, um... Right, before we get into uh, interesting news from Japan... Kayla, oh, goody, because that's always fun. Oh, yes, yes. Kayla, did you have any, like other extra tips and etiquette you want to toss around for cosplayers to take note if she's back yet I don't think she's back yet mm. she's making tasty noms let her make tasty noms okay then you know you, you, you've been in the kitchen when uh, Ma when Mako and I are in the middle of cooking you know that to distract us is to lose body parts unless unless you're Mako-chan because it, it, she makes it too easy then she puts well, her head through a wall no, because I force you to help me cook. And forcing you to help me cook forces you in the same proximity as I am. And any time the two of us are near each other, it's 
poke wars or slapping each other or so it develops into tickle torture. When she has a knife in hand or any kind of. Oh, I don't normally. I'm not. I, no, when he's helping me cook, he's the one chopping. He's the one with the knife. And, I'm, and usually it's me hitting her with the frying pan, you know, the whole crazy tiny tune stuff. Yeah. <laughs> imagine sitting there trying to mix something and you have a bowl in your hands and all of a sudden a finger pokes you in the side knowing that you're going to be distracted and that it might tickle and that you might drop the fucking bowl. <laughs> That's what working with him in the kitchen is like. And while I have thought about not inviting him into the kitchen, fuck that shit. If he's eating it, he's helping me make it. Hmm. You got a point. So Rageinator asks, um, what did Studio Ghibli do? Because it sounds familiar to him. Miyazaki stuff. Yeah, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Ponyo. Kiki's Delivery Service. My neighbor Kiki's to- Delivery Service. My Neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. And he did do one of the uh, Lupin movies. That, I don't think, was stu- Studio Ghibli. Was that it? was... Just no, the, I that think was just... that was him just, like, okay. before that. Oh, okay, all right. Howl's Moving Castle, that's another one. Yes. And he did, and Studio Ghibli did work on Nino Kuni for the PS3, which my copy is still sealed on the, fl- on the, on the floor. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, uh, From Up on Poppy Hill, The Wind Rises, The Tale of the Bamboo Cutter, uh, Only Yesterday, Pompoko, Whisper of the Heart, uh, Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fireflies, uh, Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Neighbors, The Amadas, The Cat Returns, Howl's Moving Castle, Tales from Earthsea, Arietti, uh, The Tales of Princess Kaguya, and then upcoming film, uh, When Marnie Was There, and Ocean, uh, televised films was Ocean Waves. So I'm going through here. The only animated series is the one that's being worked on. Everything else has been movies or short films. Hmm. All right. So this is their first animated series. That's pretty cool. They've done a couple of music videos. Um, I'm trying to see if... Yeah, I'm not recognizing the music. Um, They've done a couple of commercials. For newspapers and different things like that. Uh, They've done... Oh, they did magic pen gel! You did learn something new every day. I did not know they did magic pen gel. Which is probably why I really liked Magic Pengel, even if it did have a bunch of penis monsters. <laughs> well, we all know where Mako-chan's mind is tonight. Well, no. Magic Pengel is basically a game where you have to draw monsters and fight other drawn monsters. 
when you've got people that are not five playing this game, you get boob monsters and dick monsters. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you know what? I just came back to hearing dick monsters. <laughs> context. You don't need no stinking context. Not with this show. But dick monsters, though. You ever heard of a game called Magic Pen Gel? No, I haven't. Marcus. Magic Pengel is an old PS2 game. Um, and we're talking about Studio Ghibli, and they actually helped uh, with the art for Magic Pengel. And basically, the context of Magic Pengel is you have a pen, and you get ink, and you basically have to draw monsters. So if you're not five drawing these monsters and you're an adult or a sub-adult or a teenager that thinks everything is funny, you're going to draw boob monsters and dick monsters. So Scribblenauts meets Okami. Something like that. I was that. just going to say that. Yes. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Now watch as Kayla goes to track down said game. Said game is actually pretty expensive, but I think they made a Greatest hits. port for it. Oh. What is money? What is money? <laughs> I don't have that anymore. What is this money that you speak of? I work for peanuts. <laughs> I'm so broke. Oh, actually, it's not that bad. What's... 40 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, now, Kayla, you wanted to cover some topics about photography in the ways of, like, etiquette and tips and all that cool stuff, all that cool jazz? Uh, yeah, if you guys are, like, up to hearing it. Yeah, if you have, like, give us a quick rundown, because we're starting um, to run a little late. Okay. Um, so, basically, the panel idea that I have is, um, just kind of getting a couple of photographers together and a couple of cosplayers together and just kind of going over the basic etiquette of you know scheduling a photo shoot um just working with each other to just one to build a good repertoire like one to build a good repertoire with your clientele two to i don't know make friends because that's what i like to do when i go to a convention and three ultimately to have pretty photos of yourself but that's whatever um when, like, a couple things that I always make sure that um, cosplayers, like, the one thing that I, a bunch of things that I tell them that they should do is um, just be very, just be willing to work with your, uh, with the schedule of your photographer. Don't overbook yourself, which is what I did for KatsuCon, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, cough 26 shoots, cough kill me, cough. Um, but... Other than that, um, make sure that you get contact numbers. Make sure that you, uh, yeah, I don't know, just uh, make sure that you've got ideas of places that you want to shoot if you know the convention center well. Or even better, the day before you have a shoot, if you can afford to do it, walk around the convention center and scope areas out. Just kind of be like, oh, there's uh, trees over there. I can shoot here. Or, oh, this looks really industrial. I can shoot here with this cosplay. Really, it comes, it's the effort of both people. It's not ultimately one per, it's not the duty of the, uh, the cosplayer just to make the costume and the photographer to just take the photos. You're both creating art together, so fucking work together and put some equal effort into it. Also, the one thing that I have actually, this has happened to me a couple times and it just blew me out of the fucking water at how 
delusional these people were. I had no idea who a couple of these photographers were, but there was one that wanted to shoot with me at Oticon. And I was like, oh, okay, because just I, I like being in front of a camera. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm you are such a camera whore. Yeah, but then again, at the same time, what cosplayer isn't? Point. Anyway. Um, so they said, um, I would like, usually every time I have a convention, I put up a schedule and say like, these are the times I'm available. If you want to shoot, pick one. And they go, oh, can I have this thing? And uh, can I have this slot? And I'll just be like, yeah. And then they kind of like, they don't tell you until you go and check out their site that, oh, they charge. It's like, um, you are offering to shoot me, but you didn't, you let me find out that you charge or that you say, Hey, I'll take this. And then you say like, that'll be such and such money. It's not just, I'll do this now pay me. It's the, what you should do is just be like, Hey, um, I have so-and-so hours open. Um, but I don't really do it for free. Um, maybe if we work together, like I can give you a discount if like we really hit it off. Um, it's up to you. Contact me if you're interested. It's not like you wait until I'm interested and then you say, okay, I, I charge. It's kind of douchey to do that. Mm -hmm. And I was just floored that people did this. And this has happened to me three other times. I'm just like, um, yeah, I want to shoot with you, but not if you like say like, oh, you're interested. Okay. Then you got to pay me. Usually people who charge, I feel like, I mean, you should definitely like get your name out and like put out little ad or, um, threads on cosplay.com or some other shit but business cards There's that. there you go yeah just get that word out but don't make it immediately about getting payoff you know and also um on the cosplayers end um just credit your fucking photographers they put in so many like also um Another thing, going back to uh, the conversation that we had last week about that one photographer that charged a, a huge amount for uh, photo shoots. Um, like you also, when people charge, you have to be considered the fact that they're putting in hours to edit these photos. They're paying to securely get their equipment to and from a convention. They're paying for their own stuff. Um, they're paying for extra memory cards, extra storage for everything. They're taking up valuable computer space, depending on like how high the resolution of your photo is. Just a lot of it's labor. So you are, you aren't just having, you're not just paying to have like someone take your picture. You're paying them to consult you on how to pose and to do research on the mannerisms of the character. If you're not so prepared and also to just edit it so you look good. So just always keep it in mind that. Just make sure you're getting your money's worth, but also realize that your money is going towards something that's, like, bigger than what you may think it is. Right. And that's my rant. And, and you know what? You're right, and I get that. But a couple of things. Number one, at the highest resolution, that does... Photos still don't take up a lot of space. A 32-gig card runs you no more than 20 bucks. A 4-terabyte hard drive runs you about $169. So price of storage is coming down but on this also if you think that i'm gonna sit here and pay you 150 dollars for a photo shoot you must be bugging 
Yeah. But let's not rewind back to last week because that's yes. let's bury that. Mm-hmm. Just be nice to each other. Don't overcharge. Don't whore yourself out. Be considerate. Give credit where credit is due. Just don't be a dick about it. Yes. At the end of the day, we're having fun. We're enjoying what we do in regards to just this artsy, beautiful community. Be excellent to just, each other. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. Why can't we be friends? Well, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. Now, let's go ahead and just see what the fuck is going on in Japan. Oh, no. This part of the show. <laughs> Strap in. Now, who... Japan's Beethoven admits using a ghost composer. The, what the fuck? Wait. Okay, please go ahead and read some of the deets, because I need to know this. A deaf composer dubbed Japan's Beethoven confessed on Wednesday to hiring someone to write his most iconic works, leaving the dupe broadcast from NHK feeling red, casting a cloud over a figure stator, set to dance to his music, and soji. Mamoru Samaraguchi shot the fame in the mid-90s with classical compositions that provided the soundtrack to video games including Resident Evil, despite having a degenerative condition that affected his hearing. He he became deaf at 35, but continued to work, noticeably doing Sympathy No. 1 Hiroshima, a tribute to those killed in the 45 atomic bombing of that city. In 2001, Time Magazine published an interview with him calling him the Digital Age Beethoven. His reputation grew when when NHK aired documentary in March entitled Melody of the Soul, in which it showed the musician touring the tsunami battle Tohoku region to meet survivors of those who lost relatives in the 2011 catastrophe. Hmm. But on Wednesday morning, the composer's life was revealed to have been a fraud, and an NHK anchor offered a fulsome apology for having aired the documentary. Through his lawyer, Mamoru Samaraguchi confessed early Wednesday that he had asked another composer to create his iconic works. Wow. And the guy reporting that the guy, the guy reporting this guy was a fraud got very visibly pissed. Mm-hmm. Nippon Columbia, who has sold his CDs and DVDs, said in a statement that the company was flabbergasted and deeply infuriated by his revelation. We have been assured by him that he composed the works himself. The company has pulled all of his CDs and DVDs and stopped online sales. Now, my thing is this. I mean, unless it's a, a, an electronic piano or something like that, how can you fake playing a damn piano? Uh, You're not. He's not faking playing the piano. He's so, faking creating. He's taking credit for someone else's work. Yeah. Well, at least it's not as bad as the whole Millie Vanilli thing. I mean, if you think about it, you're on stage saying, girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's, girl, you know it's, girl, you know it's, girl, you know it's. Over and over and over, and nobody knows that they're, no one is the wiser. Well, this, well one concert, the uh, CD skipped while they're in the middle of their performance. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. 
I'm legitimately surprised people didn't burn down the fucking stadium. Ugh. So what else is next? And then there's another, I'm not going to get into it, but the ghost composer asks the question if Samaraguchi is really deaf. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah we... the, the guy that actually wrote the uh, the music actually basically said that he's had conversations with this guy and that there's been no issues with his hearing or anything like that, so wonders if uh, he's actually deaf or not. Mm-hmm. So the guy is very much full of shit. Yep. Moving on, moving on, please. Who wants to take this next one here? I, I can't. I I can't. Remember, you saved the really disturbing ones for me. Um, I'll take I'll take this one. Go for it. Okay. Tokyo Zoo stages escape drill with keeper in gorilla costume. What? That's <laughs> it. Welcome to Japan. I know, okay, right? this happened in Tokyo. Staff at Ueno Zoo in Tokyo wow. chased a keeper in a gorilla costume on Thursday as part of an annual escape drill to brush up their skills in the event of a real breakout. Visitors to the zoo watched as the pretend primate was corralled by dozens of staff-wielding nets before, be- before being subdued with a mock stun gun and bundled onto a nearby pickup truck. What? Zoo- yeah. I- I- Role-playing. I don't, zoo LARPing. LARPing. Zoo LARPing. <laughs> Alright, before we continue, Skype line is open. Skype is an anime jam session if you, have, if you have two cents to give. Please continue. Okay. Um, zookeeper Natsumi Uno, who was inside the gorilla suit, said it had been nice to be able to switch places for the day. In my job, we sometimes have the chance to catch an animal, but never to get caught, she said. When the other keepers chased me, I could really understand the animal's feelings. We need to think about people's safety, but also about the safety of the animal we are catching. This is why this drill is important. Past simulations at Tokyo City Run Zoos have featured animals such as zebras, rhinos, lions, and orangutans making a break for freedom. And why is Yakety Sack so perfect? I'm just thinking of all of the chase scenes right now. Yes. And Dungeon Buster says, you encounter one pretend primate. Oh my god. Yes. I throw I throw a master ball or I cast magic missile, I don't know what do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think this next article is right up Makuchan's alley. Yep. Because reasons. <laughs> yeah, I just the town's name is Fukuoka or Fuoka. I look at this and I look at it quickly and it looks like fuck it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, given, the, given the content of the article. Yeah. Um, yeah. Police in this town arrested a 36-year-old driver um, of a car that collided into several other cars. Uh, one person was left in serious condition and 14 others were uh, left with minor injuries. Basically, the male driver had been smoking herb. Not it's weed. One, no, not a it's, joint, but herb. It's, it's one one of the so-called loophole drugs. Um, 
basically when they pulled the driver out they noticed that a cloud of white smoke exited the windows oh god but to be fair he could have been electing a new pope <laughs> oh my god sorry <laughs> get out yeah basically um basically the driver pulled out from an area people around there noticed uh, a patrol officer noticed a cloud of white smoke exit the windows um, the car basically drove off and then sped through a red light and collided with several other cars. Uh, careened into cars in his own lane and then several un- oncoming cars and finally stopped after hitting a guardrail. Over 10 cars were involved in the incident. Um, 12 people in other cars and one pedestrian and the suspect sustained in- injuries. Uh, yeah. Oh, God damn it, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, the smoking of habu, um, which is herbs, or loophole drugs, is uh, sometimes containing hallucinogens, has been a growing problem in Japan in recent years. The unregulated products have caused serious health problems and even death, while the law has struggled to uh, catch up to this. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, Wow. I have a comment. Hmm. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. Day two. There is a uh, playlist of that on YouTube. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Dungeon Buster. Oh. <laughs> what he, he says? Only, he says only Goku could drive that cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what was in the power pole the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so so basically, um, and, and the thing is, we have semi-legal loophole drugs here, too. Um, it's salvia... Called fake, it, it's called fake weed. It's, it's, it's not, weed. It's not really synthetic. Salvia is a different plant. Oh, well, I'm talking about salvia. Salvia is in, like, it's a plant-based just like weed is, except salvia has not been outlawed yet. Not everywhere. Um, certain states have outlawed it. And basically, salvia is a hallucinogen. It's not like weed. It's actually worse than weed. It will actually give you hallucinations. Believe it or not, um, it's actually the most powerful hallucinogenic out there. I've witnessed friends who were on salvia. One person thought they were being eaten by a couch that they were sitting on. Funniest shit well, I've ever seen in my life. When I was in college... Um, a group of my roommates and a bunch of other people ended up doing shrooms. After they did shrooms, one guy who was the dealer decided that he was going to smoke salvia on top of that. Oh, I'm just goody. giving you that. Yeah, I'm just giving you that picture. They were going crazy before the salvia. I don't even want to know what happened after they started smoking that shit. I imagine everything sounded like it was auto-tuned to hell and back. But, uh, whoa. What the hell do you have on now? <laughs> uh, someone decided to remix the opening theme of, of Sonic the Hedgehog to, um, Smoke Dog Smoke Weed. 
Wow. Smoke Green Hill every day. Smoke weed every day. It's chronic. I meant Smoke Green Hill every day. Chronic. Yeah, Chronic the Hedgehog. Wow. I've got a better one. Uh oh. Uh, there's some type. I think one person uh, took a bunch of. Uh, they took a whole bunch of of uh, the music from different areas of the Pokemon game. No, Smokemon Green, that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, wow. I've been seeing that stuff since the G1 days. Mm. It's... The novelty wears off. <laughs> really? Because I don't think the novelty ever dies. It still cracks me up. Especially if you haven't seen it in a while, then you go back and you're just like, oh my god. Okay. I missed this from my life. Rageinator says maybe he was hallucinating and thought he was trying to escape Godzilla. Nemesis 47 says, fuck John Denver. We got Afro Man. Act Dev says, Synthweed. It sounds like an Electronica band name. And Nemesis follows up with, it tastes like the Chronic, but it's not. It's a dweed! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We are terrible, terrible human beings, okay? Yeah. But moving right along. Ari, the last one is up is on you, good sir. Okay. And oh god. <laughs> a dentist in Mie Prefecture has been arrested after fondling a young woman's chest in the back room of his surgery while claiming a duel so will her help fix his fix her misaligned teeth. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, the incident occurred on October 29th of last year. The woman in her 20s visited a clinic in the city of Kameyama for a dental exam. After noting their teeth were misaligned, the 53-year-old dentist allegedly remarked, The muscles in your chest are tight, so we need to massage them. After escorting, after escorting her into an adjoining room, he proceeded to touch and fondle her chest. The girl who felt that something was amiss. You don't fucking say! <laughs> Later talked about the strange practice with her family and decided to contact the authorities. Ugh. I don't feel bad for her. Why I not? really don't. I'm sorry, I don't. Because of the supreme gullibility of the woman? Yeah. You know, I mean, I am... I'm a respectable woman. I can, like, I don't like victim blaming. But when you're fucking... Stupid like that? Yeah, You're just a victim of idiocy. Wait, how will how will rubbing my chest make my mouth feel better? I, See, I don't know. My, my thing is this: I mean, if you're going to do that, at least put her under the anesthetic so she wouldn't know what you're doing. Oh my, that just makes it fucking worse. But you won't get caught. How do you know the? Offices don't have security cameras. If it's your own office, you know where the security cameras are. And no, I have not thought this out. I've watched enough porn to know this shit. Japanese porn, by the way. Well, at least we know where he got his idea. Yep. Yeah. And Rageinator follows up with... I'm done. I'm done. Really? You blame... Can you blame him? I can't believe it's not pot. <laughs> oh Alright, alright. We can all picture um, that model. Fabio say, I can't believe it's not pot. Oh Joint. no. With his eyes bloodshot and unfocused. <laughs> yes. 
Look I'm gonna it. kill this act deaf person in the chat room. The Nichijo intro and Snoop Dogg. How about no? <laughs> oh, come on. No, 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 no. You cannot kill act deaf. He is Vogue's official Mexican. You can't kill him. If you do, we'll have to put you in a box and send you to Mexico. Wait, why do we have an official Mexican? Because Act Def is awesome like that. And I can't believe you just said that! Oh, God. God. I'm sorry, but like... What? That's like having a token black... Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I was about to say, if we have the token black dude, why can't we have other um sorts <laughs> let's just dig the grave deeper shall we hey, hey y'all say my, my grave is so deep i'm in china right now hey y'all say i'm terrible y'all say i'm a horrible human being no fuck you, you are. fuck you okay you've rubbed off on us uh-uh y'all y'all came y'all came to the podcast already like that Sorry, that just rubbed off and then came on. That's just bad. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I'm are sorry. not sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. But as soon as he said, you've rubbed off on us, and then Ranma said, you came in that way, and sh that's sorry. Hand check. Oh my god, I need a drink. <laughs> Is Kazukon here yet? <laughs> Not yet. And Act Def says, Voice of Tokens. You're listening to the Voice of Tokens Network. And Rageator says, Just remember, chicken pot pie does not contain any actual pot. You're using the wrong recipe, my friend. Yeah. Call can of butter. <laughs> he has more blends of herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's a reason why KFC does their chicken, right? <laughs> why do I feel hungry? Why do I still feel hungry after I ate all that chicken? That wasn't chicken. That was Chinese food. Mmm, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry with with everything you knew that was coming. Ari, just just, just say she's terrible. Just, just, just go ahead. Terrible. <laughs> Nemesis 47 says Quit giving dispensaries ideas Bad enough there is pot candy Now in Colorado I know I want some Evidently he didn't see that one pic That one cannabis picture that was floating around on Facebook The last few days You know where it's the medical marijuana shop And then there's Girl Scouts in front Selling cookies yeah, obvious oh. shot, but who cares? That's awesome. No, that's what you call that's what you call economics at its finest right there, okay? That's do you, you know call, how much money those girls would make if they actually could do that? That's what, oh that's, god, they'd make a fortune. Oh, 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 I can make a fortune, you say. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Act deaf, it's not cat, it's dog and maybe pigeon. This joke will never die! <laughs> and Dungeon Buster goes, That was a meowful. Oh, oh god, I dry heaved again. <laughs> You're all horrible, and I love you for it. Thank you, chat. <laughs> oh god.
so have we uh, all tapped out for the night? Yes. I, I think we need to go to break. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Hopefully.
Well, things went a little bit longer than expected, but you know how we do. Shit happens. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was that late. Yeah, and then right after this, as soon as I get in tomorrow, I have to edit the podcast, get it get it uploaded, get the feeds ready so it'll auto-post come Friday. Because I, n- I am not trying to sit at my computer at 12 o'clock trying to get it posted. Uh-uh, not happening. Yeah, I need to work on uh, my articles, too. Yes, because uh, the... Uh, Damn hospital stays. Yes. You should actually blog about your hospital stay. <laughs> Uh, that's a possibility, but I don't know that I would make that an article. Might as well. We've all been ta- like, we've all been talking about things that have been bothering us or have been affecting us lately, so I don't see why it wouldn't work. Uh, it might be something I'll talk about on the Facebook, but like on my like on my Facebook, mm-hmm. but it's not something that needs to be, you know, posted on the site or anything like that. That's just no. Fair enough. And I just posted to my Facebook page uh, me wearing the lab coat, and it says, Dr. Luigi is about to make his rounds. Hmm. I think it's pretty cool. All right, so yeah, that lab coat's a little bit big on you, but eh. Actually, not really. Once I put the full outfit on, it'll fit perfectly. But- yeah, but the only way to see the full outfit is to wear it open. Uh, it actually wears it closed. Eh. I don't know. Also, Luigi wears his cap when he's in doctor form. Yep. You he should also be also called Dr. Mario, but that's mm-hmm. not the point. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, Kayla, thanks for joining us yet again. No problem, anytime. If you keep joining us, we might, you might have to uh, apply for residency here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any problem with that. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. Because telling a friend works, because Soul Crash cosplay photographer is in the chat room. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> if you have any questions about the podcast, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Send us your thoughts. We will listen to you, but we may not believe you. Check out the website at AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, we'll have some new. Uh, we'll have the uh, KatoriCon uh, article going up sometime this week, and all of our podcasts are listed there. If you can't get to the, our podcast from our website due to like firewalls and blocks and stuff, there are other ways to find us. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. There are many options. There you go. You can find us. We're that flexible. Uh, let's see. YouTube. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Due to the rush of Katsukon, I have not gotten those videos up. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to try tomorrow. I'm going to try. If I had a better stable internet access at work... I would dump the videos to my to to an external drive, take it to work, and upload them there. But I'm not trying to risk that. Um, we all have personal YouTube pages. Uh, you, you can find us at me at YouTube.com/djronda.s. Ari is at Ari22682. Maku-chan is at Jupe Luna, and you can find Kayla over at Avalon Cosplay. Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Anime Jam Session. 
follow us there for the latest on our articles, posts, videos, photos, you name it. And find out what cons we're going to in the whole nine yards. And I have to, I have to tweet about that. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find uh, me at DJ S. Ari is at the Ari Man. Marco Chan's at Joe Videa, and I believe Kayla's at Avalon Cosplay, right? I will take that as a yes. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook.com slash anime jam session. Definitely follow us there. That's where we post all our articles, our podcasts, everything. We're at 2657. Thank you for uh, for liking us. We'll keep as long as you keep liking our page. We'll keep adding more people and so forth. That's how, that's how we roll. We appreciate the likes, so we're going to continue to work hard for you. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebookcom S. Mako is at Makoto Makochankino. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Kayla over at Avalon Cause. And don't forget, we're on the VOG Network Tuesdays and Thursdays. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast here. It's VOG, Voice of Geeks. If you like television programming, British programming, Doctor Who, pop culture, books, movies, all that good stuff, we have four different shows that covers that. That's Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. I believe British Invaders and Critical Myth, I think they're off this week because of the... Because uh, the Olympics, I don't remember. Um, if you like what we do on Tuesdays, you should check out our homegirls, Panelicious and Ninja Sister over at Electric Sisterhood. They're on at Tuesdays at 8. They're more of a female perspective of what we do. So listen to them at 8. Check out our pre-show and then our podcast right afterward. If you like World of Warcraft and MMOs, check out WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW at 12 and Horde House at 10. And I believe Girls Gone Wild re-airs at midnight right afterwards. But then, come on over on Sunday, starting at 8, it's the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. These two shows are the cornerstone of VOG Network programming. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have this. It's Gamer Talk, Gamer Radio, the Gamer Lifestyle, where every gamer has a voice. Definitely check out those shows, starting at 8, these are all Eastern Standard Times. Okay. Let's see. Uh, last words, Ari. One of the medications I have is for a dry, itchy skin, but it's a, but it's a ammonium sulfate, I think, and uh, it kind of smells really bad. It's, I, I'm pretty sure I'd rather just have the itching, as bad mm. as it can get sometime. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not fun. So if you see any strange, like, tubes on the sink in the bathroom area of the hotel room in Katsukon, yeah, those are mine. Fair enough. Uh, Mako-chan. Um, my back hurts, so I'm gonna go take meds, and then I'm gonna sit and probably play Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Oh, my last words. I'm going to repack and get the last of my co- my costume stuffs in, and I just got word that my Ronma will be ready on Thursday, so I'm happy. And I think there's actually room in my bag I can stow my laptop in, which will make things really easy for me. 
Kayla, last words. Uh, last words. Um, after this, I'm gonna get to work. Um, just packing everything, making sure that I have everything on the up and up. And for all you guys going to Katsukon, travel safe. Mm -hmm. Don't go out if the weather is too bad. I hope to see all of you guys there. Definitely. Be safe out there. And let's see. And as said by Soul Crash Ron, the gazebo. Oh fucking hell! Gazebo is praying we are the hunters. Yes. Attack on gazebo. <sighs> You know what I hope for after what? this convention? What? What? I hope to find somebody that can photograph and not use the fucking gazebo. Ever. No, I want to get a bunch of cosplayers all ready to fight the gazebo, like they're ready to attack it. That's what I want to see. I'm sure you can find that attack on Titan Group somewhere. I don't need, I mean, just cosplayers in general. Attack, that would be truly your attack on gazebo. No, you want to know what would be really funny? What? Which you probably won't find. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII cosplayers attacking the gazebo. Get him, Cloud! And then, like, you know, photoshopping the whole attack sequence in. Ah. Uh -oh. I made a munchkin card that's a spoof of the gazebo. Because in munchkin, there's an actual monster called the gazebo. It's level 8. I posted on the... Facebook wall for I cats that. and gun. I can't figure out where the hell it is. If you mean the group, the group, the cats and gun group is no is more or less no more. Almost everybody got banned from it because the wrong person accidentally got be, became an admin and shit happened. Now, as to what Kayla said about being careful out there, listen, I know everybody's freaking out about the snow. It's not that serious. If you haven't heard by now, JetBlue is canceling flights on Thursday. Rebook for Wednesday. There are cosplayers in the area who live in the area who are willing to open their homes for you so you can go to Katsukon. There are cosplayers who are booking rooms on Wednesday to be in the area. Check Katsukon's forums, check Facebook, check cosplay.com, and you will find a way there. Fuck Katsukon, I'm going to a castle. Mm. <laughs> and, have as, fun with that. Uh, oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I have to do this. I have to do this. Since he did photograph a new indie cosplayer. Thank you, ActDef. Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, like I said, Katsukon 9. It became known as Cat Snowcon 9. This was my first Katsu. It started snowing on Saturday. And generally when it snows, it's like it's not that big of a deal. After the masquerade, there was a someone drew a caricature of the weather report. And it was saying how much snow it's going to be. Now, most cosplayers are like, it won't be that serious. We woke up Sunday morning to about a foot and a half of snow. First thing we did was leave and go to CVS, and of course, all the instant, all the ramen was gone. Of course, it was. <laughs> yeah. So we bought chips and cookies and and crackers and left. I have never seen so many people in McDonald's in my entire life. 
That's Dukon. Mm-hmm. We could not get out. It continued to snow. We were there till Monday. The hotel says if we if we raised about, I think it was $300, they would give us the biggest room for us to do whatever. So we started knocking on all the doors of co- and we guessed that where cosplayers were in. We raised $500. We were able to get a room, and we were able to get food. So Katsukon... 9.1 happened. There was one section where they were showing AMVs. There was DDR. You had the Artist Alley. You had panels going on. You had uh, co- you had like Wiffle Combat going on. All in this big ass room. It was awesome. And people were making Katsukon 9 badges. Like Katsukon 9.1 Survivor badges made by Robert Jesus. I didn't get one because I was kind of broke. But someone drew on the back of my badge uh, Katsukon 9.1 uh, That's Cat Snowcon 9 I'm going to post that on my wall, on my Facebook tomorrow So people can check it out And we were See, able I'm, I'm sitting here I trying to remember and we, left on, and we left on Tuesday I'm trying to remember If I Knew the original story Because I was already friends With you Or if you've just told this story so many times That I know this story Go for it. Well, no, because I'm just I'm trying to remember if I was friends with you or not yet. Because it was right around the time that I we, we were. Because I was still living, I was still living in, at the other apartment in Mount Vernon. This was a year before. This was a year after we met. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just like it was either right before, or right after. Because this is what 11 years now. Yeah. And we've known each other 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, I, I think I remember him bitching online about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we were more bitching about the fact we had this one dude who came to St. Louis. He's from Detroit, and he's bitching about how this is not a real snowstorm. And we were like, can we kill him? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet. I remember reading some uh, some web comics. I think uh, three, uh, Mac Hall and uh, had a uh, talk about one year they got snowed in hmm. but and that well snowed in and trapped in the uh, dealer's room and one the, the end of it was uh was Ian like she's going to Mookie you know the guy who created Dominic mm-hmm. D and now works on Star Power he goes hey Mookie we're gonna throw you your banana and apparently they were all the like on like opposite ends of the dealer's room or our Sally sorry artist Sally and as Ron says in the chat room if it snows, a shitload of frozen cosplayers be like, fuck the gazebo, we're going outside. Yeah, pretty much. And then you see Jack Frost have to be like, how you guys doing? Because there are going to be a shit ton of frozen cosplayers. Yes, and he also says, people still use Coscom? Yes. People use Coscom to announce the meetups and the photo and the meetups and the, and the group photo shoots. Then you go what to Facebook. They're very helpful. Then you go to Facebook to make the, to organize it, you know, that's how it that's how it works. It's Coscom has become like the, the jump point. That's all it's become. Okay, we have to get out of here. There, unless something really bad happens with the snowstorm, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll be talking about our Katsukon shenanigans. We'll let you know if our livers survive the weekend. They won't. 
And meanwhile, Mako will be like, fuck you guys. And Kayla will be up to her ass and, uh, and rainbow fudge. I'm going yeah. to a fucking castle. I don't give a shit about Katsukon. If you have another one, Homestuck cosplayers be like, Gazebo will be mines. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Okay, we're getting out of here, so... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Avalon Cosplay. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Hell, this bitch. Night. Night-night. Night-night? I don't remember a nightlight being in here. Are you sucking your thumb, Kayla? Blow me. He'll take that as a uh, as an invitation. Challenge accepted. Be careful what you tell him. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yeah, I yeah, my room yeah. now. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!